Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we are going to be talking about Discord's burning questions and our icy answers. Ooh, I like so, it. We're going to lead things off with old Super Tech Boy. He says, what's the nastiest thing you have ever eaten? Aaron, why don't you lead the dance on this one? You know, I've really got to ponder that for a few minutes, Boat. But I have something that pops into mind quickly and efficiently. And that is, we received a gift many years ago on the show uh, from one of the Scandinavian countries. And it was a gift of something called Dunder Salt. Mm. Uh, Dunder salt were these little pellets. They were sort of like the size of a peanut, but brother, don't think they're a peanut. They're some kind of weird tasting stuff <laughs> in a hard shell. <laughs> these things were so inedible that I couldn't believe it. They were so bad that I took them to work. And I would have people, I would say, look, how about a delicacy from across the sea? And they'd be like, oh, goody. And then they would try it, and then they would die. And it was great. And I used to laugh. Uh, heartily at them. But then I found one chick, my secretary, Red, who ate one, and she liked it, and she put her hand out for more. So there was one person on Earth that liked these things. It had a weird little mascot that looked like a little, like almost looked like the nutcracker on the front of these. And I will say a close second was Vegemite that came in for, I think it was Graham or Gary Hucker, one of those guys that sent it up here uh, from uh, down under. This stuff's also a hideous hideous disgusting thing i believe they said they cut it with water and they spread it on toast or something i don't recommend it what about you boat um you know most foods that i've tried i haven't hated but the worst has got to be this korean street food called bundegi bundegi and uh it is get ready it's boiled silkworm larva yeah boiled silkworm larva because it's like it's not enough to get some silkworm larva and put it in your mouth you got to boil it up nice and good first okay and apparently this comes from the tradition of uh, famine that has engulfed much of southeast asia through various points in the past hundred years um and the last time it really hit korea they were cooking up anything and everything and this is just one food that stuck with people it kind of and again it's weird to have nostalgia for a time where everybody was literally starving to death but the way that it was explained to me was that it, it brought back the memories of people being younger and eating this stuff. But let me try and describe, well, I'll describe the smell first. So have you ever burnt your uh, your arm hair when you were working with the soldering iron? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know how you just couldn't get enough of that aw awesome smell? That's that's what it smells like. It smells like burnt hair. Oh, and, uh, and And the taste is somehow worse than that. So yeah, that's that's the that's the worst food I've ever eaten. I will say we've got a couple people in chat with us, and Edvin says Dundersalt's yummy. He mm. loves it, and Gary Hucker surprise appearance by the Huck, who says Vegemite is great great on toast with a with a lashing of butter. So the things that we don't like are popular in other countries. That's what makes the world spin, Boat. That's right. It takes different strokes. So our next question also comes from Super Tech Boy. He says, if there were a boat and air in Hollywood, or if there were a boat and air in movie, which Hollywood celebrities would you want to play you? Hmm. Do you have a thought? Um, I've always thought of myself as being, um, who was the guy where they went inside? Oh, John Malkovich. John yeah, Malkovich. I can see that. I can mm -hmm. see that. I'm going to go, listen, I hate to cop out, but I'm going to go with uh, John Goodman. 
I've always liked him. Yeah. He's sort of a tubby, sort of wacky guy, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm going to go with him. So, hey, that's a that's an all-star cast right yeah, there, Boat. <laughs> uh, my second pick, Brad Pitt, would be number yeah. two. I'd go with yeah. that. Um, David Hearn Ryder says, if you had to spend the rest of your life trapped inside an Amiga game, which one would you choose? It wouldn't be Lionheart, I can tell you that. That place no. is deadly. Yeah. Um, and in a in an Amiga game, probably one of the um, I'd go with one of the topless poker games, Boat. <laughs> Samantha Fox, for you example. You don't think that would get old after a while? I don't. I don't mm. think it would. So okay. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with the Adams family. You are know, you are, nuts? That world's places, deadly. No, there are places in that game where you could chill out for the rest of your life and fear no evil. Plus, I know where all the secrets are, so I could bypass some of that stuff. No, you're you're out of your mind, Boat. Your love for the game. Listen, I told you Lionheart would be deadly. Adam's family, there's all kinds of crazy crap going on in that house. <laughs> uh, Dave Velociraptor asks, what was your favorite part of Amiga Thong 2021? Amiga Thong? You know, it's <laughs> funny. No, that didn't get that much press when we did it. And I think the reason is, when you go 24 hours in a thong, it, I thought it would draw better. I'll be honest with you. And trust me, it was no easy, easy t- uh, feat to find a thong that could take care of a business on me. You know, I looked hard to find one. And so I guess I was disappointed at the lack of crowd interest in Amiga Thong. What about you? <laughs> um, I, I think you, you, you've wrapped it up for Amiga Thong. I'm going to answer about Amiga Thon. Oh, you think my it was a typo? Part, yeah, my favorite oh. part of Amiga Thon was uh, when we played the games summer edition. Yes, I agree. That was my favorite part too. I love the first that. time that I that I ran Forrest Gump style out of the stadium holding the pole vault. <laughs> no, the best thing you did was the dismount in the gymnastics. That was really all. I I have never laughed that hard in my life. That was so funny. So I would agree with you. The game summer edition. I think Brent would agree too. That was super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, David Hearn Ryder asks, uh, Mercenary, Damocles, or Elite First Encounters? Which broke more ground for you? Which do you still enjoy playing? What was the first one? Mercenary slash Damocles. Well, I vaguely recall that. So I'm going to go with uh, with Frontiers. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I I don't know that we've ever played Mercenary or Damocles before. I guess Damocles is Mercenary too. This is just looking at it. It is a it's another polygonal uh, game, you know, exploration type game. Um, but Elite is always going to be the answer to me because I think Elite, the second Elite, is like the, the my favorite Elite game in the series, and it shines on a, a well stocked Amiga. So I'm gonna if go if I had my druthers, I'd play Alienator. Which I like, I think <laughs> yeah, was more Alienator's fun great. for me uh, than I played that today while we were waiting on you, Boat. Uh, Pajaco6502 asks If you could own one weapon or item from any game in real life, what would you have? Would it be the Doom Chain Gun, a Portal Gun, Mario's <laughs> no. Flying Hat? No. no. None of those. There's only one weapon for me, Boat, and that's the Glaive. You cannot beat the <laughs> Glaive because it's a giant throwing star that comes back. It's lasers. It's everything. Glaive. It's always the glaive, but always will be the glaive. What about you? Frog suit, Super Mario Brothers 3. Fro- Listen, I've seen you in a skin-tight green suit. That was no buys. I don't ever want to see that again. I forbid you to wear the frog suit. Buck Owens asks, 
what video computer arcade game character death would you least want to be the method of your own demise? Oh, man. Gosh, it's probably one of the Mortal Kombat ones. They're yeah. super brutal. Yeah. Let's, one... let's, let's confine it to classic video games, because there's tons of brutality in modern video games. Well, what Do you have anything that pops into your mind that's super brutal as a, in the old days? There's a lot of stuff that happens to old Dirk the Daring I wouldn't want to have happen to me. Tell you that. He gets smushed. Yeah. He gets cut up. You're right. <laughs> he could be. That's a good choice. He does get hosed a lot. Um, you know, any of the ones where the guy physically explodes, I'm going to go with the uh, drop zone guy, mm-hmm. the jetpack guy, because when he gets killed, he blows up, and it happens over and over. That's almost like being trapped in some sort of nightmare for the drop That's zone true. guy. So I'm going to go true. with him. That's fresh on my mind. Um, David Z says, now that Aaron took the time to restore the 1702, thank you again for that in-depth repair that you performed. Uh, I think that you both have working stock A1000. So he asks, what are the next upgrades for the old A1000? High Storm, Buffy, or perhaps something else? Um, I will say the next thing I want to do with the A1000, it's funny, I was talking to Dave Z last night about this, is I'm going to disassemble this sucker. I'm not looking forward to it. And I'm going to send all the parts to our good buddy at Retro Rewind Frank to have him recap it because I would be derelict in my duty if I didn't have this thing recapped. Now, once that's done, and then I somehow cobble it back together, Boat, uh, I think I'm probably going to put a Pi Storm in that thing. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I don't want to kickstart discs, and I don't want, and I want some sort of great output. I would just like. No Kickstart disc is right, everyone. If I could just get a thing that let me get rid of the Kickstart disc, I might just get that and not mm-hmm. do anything else except for maybe any. Because I'm okay with the composite out. You know, I'm right. not complaining. Listen, right. we're not going in there and rendering and ray tracing. We're we don't know what the heck that is. We're not doing anything with ham photos. I can no. tell you that. Ham photos <laughs> are a picture of a sandwich. That's the way I look <laughs> at it, both. So what I want to do is just play games. I got the uh, GoTech up in that sucker, right? It works fine. I'd be happy with just getting rid of the Kickstart disc. Good to go. Although, I will say, having a hard drive in it, I've got all kinds of accoutrement back here Mm -hmm. that if I got rid of the Kickstart, I could just boot up the thing. I'd be good to go. So, Kickstart disc, got to go. That's the first thing. You know, it's it's tough for me. I've got, you know, I, of course, I'm in the same spot, but having that, um, the GoTech with the OLED with the rotary knob oh, yeah. makes switching to the Kickstart a, a breeze and switching yeah, out of that's it a, a breeze. That thing is a beauty. I got one to one in the 1200. Um, I'm going to go with nothing until they allow, uh, until there's an invention that gives me a PAL 1000. You know, give me some sort of a board or a chip that just lets me run PAL games natively, and I think, I'd be all over that. I think the old Pi Storm... Listen, the Buffy isn't here yet. Okay, we know that. Uh, but there's all these uh, wacky gimmicks coming out. I have no doubt, Boat, that sometime in the next couple of years, we're going to have the Amiga 1000s, just like me and you both want them, which is with uh, the ability to look at PAL games without a bunch of crap and the ability to go past the Kickstart disc. That's all we want. And then we'll be happy. And I think it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Moving on down the line. Super Tech Boy's back. He says, what is your ultimate video game waifu? That's W-A-I-F-U. I don't know what that is. 
Well, a waifu is a term for a fictional character, usually in anime or related media, that someone has great and sometimes romantic affection for. Oh, so who is my favorite Your video, video game, game body? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, boy, you have one. You play all these farm games and stuff. I'm sure one of these farm girls or anime chicks have stuck out for you. It's a little bit harder for me. What do you got? Was Claire Danes in a video game? I, no. Oh. Claire Danes? Don't let your personal life leak into this. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, yeah, I mean, probably. It probably would be like one of those girls from Harvest Moon. You know, they're all sort of the same. But like some, like the the the, the cute, like nerdy girl that works at the library in Harvest Moon. Probably something like that. You know, I've got one in mind. And um, she, she doesn't say much. But I think I, it's my love for her. It's on a different soulful level, Boat. And that is Daphne from the Dragon Slayer games. Mm. It's nothing physical, Boat. She appeals to me on a spiritual level. And uh, so I would go with her. And you know that ball she's trapped in, the floating glass ball? I would like to be I would like to have one of those too. That would be cool. We just hang out in there. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Pajaco6502 asks, what's the most MacGyver-style repair job you've done or seen on anything you've owned? Oh! oh. Asking me that question? Everything I've ever done is MacGyver-style. Holy smokes. Listen, I've used I've used paper coats for on-off switches over the years many times. I've, I've uh, uh, used paper to filter things. I've uh, uh uh I've done every sort of wacky. I've used wood in my computer so much times to do stuff. I, mean, I can't begin to think of the wackiest things. Have you done any MacGyver? I mean, you've done some MacGyver stuff that went south, but can you yeah. think of anything you did it was I a mean, success? I, yeah, sure. Like I made that ZX that forty eight K Specky power supply. Took some leads, stripped them out, duct or electrical taped them together. Boom! You blew it up. Yeah, I blew it up. Now, wait a minute. You're not giving yourself enough credit because you did make that awesome box power supply for the Amiga 1000. <laughs> yeah. I took a shoebox. I drilled some holes into the cardboard for ventilation. <laughs> and there it was. It was done. That was great. <laughs> I'd say my favorite MacGyvery. <clears throat> I, I will say I enjoyed putting the atomic pie in the cocoa case. That was fun. And what was fun about it was because I got to work with the guy that made the... Uh, the uh, Coco uh, interface keyboard thing. I got that. That was fun. Now it felt like I was doing something important there. But if I had to say my, my favorite MacGyvery tech job, it would be my original virtual pinball machine. Man, I loved that thing. And it eventually worked. And it worked great, complete with the ability to like tilt it and stuff. But it was just, it, the problem was it was just unfeasible to keep around. As you know, but you played that thing. Mm -hmm. And so... It gives me all the more satisfaction of having the nice, sleek one that I do now. The memory of the one that I put together back in the day by gutting a joystick. I gutted a uh, an Atari 2600 USB uh, uh, a USB uh, interface and used that in it to use the, to hook up to the to the uh, pat to, to the flippers. There was all kinds of craziness done. I wedged the TV into that play field that used to be a pinball machine. And then ran cables out the back. Did all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And I was proud of myself when I was done. But then after I finished it, I never played it again because it was, it was just no good. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it's sad when you get to the end goal and you're like, this is crap. <laughs> but well, that's, what happened. That's, that's happened to me several yeah. times. Um, 
Super Tech Boy asks, if you had the chance to go to space, which Ooh. billionaire would you want to sit next to? Um, well, I can't say my initial thought, but billionaire that I want to set through. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of which billionaires there are that are out there uh, because, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of one that I would enjoy. Probably, uh, I'm going through my head. I'm going to say Bill Gates. All right. And I'll tell you why. He's old and scrawny, and he was always a geek. And so I figure once I got into space, I could beat the tar out of him and take over the ship, and that would be the captain. The other guys are kind of wiry. They may have a shot, but I'm pretty sure I could take Gates. You know, I'd pull his shirt up over his head, smack, give him the old red belly, that gimmick. <laughs> he would submit instantly. I'd grab hold of the steering wheel of the Microsoft jet or whatever. I'd start angling that sucker. Right into the sign. No, well, maybe, but hey, that's the way it goes. What about you? Uh, I'd probably go with the billionaire that actually has the most in space experience. Yeah. Because, you know, if things go south and it's just me and him, I'm not going to be able to get his home. So I'm going to have to go with Garriott. He's got, he's, he's been up there before. Is he, he a billionaire? Garriott is a billionaire? I'm pretty sure he's a There's billionaire. no way. Where'd he, he make his money? Tabula Rossa, man. That thing oh, yeah. Billions. That thing died like that thing died a death, too. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, Super Tech Boy also asks, are there any game franchises that are dead that you wish you could bring back? Lionheart. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I guess I'll go with the Adams Family. <laughs> now listen, wait a minute here. They had multiple games over when, multiple systems. When was the systems. last Adams Family game? They had pinball machines as well. Like they got all kinds of shots at it. How about one that did only got one shot and you thought it was awesome and it never came back? There's well, got to be one. That's a different question. I'm what about the Domino question. game you like? What about yeah. that one? No one can stop Mr. Domino. Absolutely. He never got a sequel. No, he didn't. I wish he did. Someone could stop him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, sales. Sales yeah. stopped him. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Super Tech Boy asks, if you could go toe-to-toe in the ring with a WWE wrestler, who would it be? Oh, I'd say Trish Stratus would be on my high on the list. So you uh, just want some hot chick to be all over you is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. But if it had to be a male wrestler, like if I was going to have a match with a guy, I mean, look, you look at the all-time great wrestlers. Does it have to be WWE? Let's just say it does, okay? okay. For this, Oh, I got another one. Vince McMahon. I wouldn't mind smacking him around either. Maybe his geek son. One of those guys would be fun. But if it was an actual wrestler, like a legitimate wrestler, and we had to go work a match that was going to be great. Like I had to get a, a let's say I had to get a three-star match on the Meltzer scale. Claudio Castagnoli, I'd get out there, a.k.a. Cesaro. The guy's world-class. He could probably make me look pretty good, even though I'm an idiot. So I would go with him. I'd go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Why is that? Because as soon as the match was over, I'd be like, I wrestled freaking Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the highest paid entertainer in Hollywood. That's a good angle. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think of it that way. But do you think he could get the best match out of you? Do you think anybody could get a good match out of me? Well, that's why I picked Claudio, because I know he's I don't. I, I really don't. I don't know enough about how well, how good of a worker The Rock was. I mean, I know he's good on the stick, but I don't I know. I thought was... you would have picked uh, either Abdullah what? or Zeus. You think I want to get a fork to the face? <laughs> I, can I pick for you? Because <laughs> yeah. I would pick Abdullah. That would be great. Um. 
And finally, Super Tech Boy rounds up his questions with, what video game system or video game accessory would you consider your personal holy grail that you one day hope to own? Oh, wow. I don't currently have. Oh, man. Well, I have to sit here and think about that for a minute. Um, I never had a, a, any of the Neo Geo systems, so that would be nice. The problem is the games for it are ludicrous. Uh, believe it or not, the Pippin is one I don't. Ha- I've never had. I almost bought one a couple years ago, but they're such garbage that I just couldn't bring myself to spend all that money. Uh, yeah, uh, someone mentioned the Dick Smith System eighty. That's not one I would, but the the uh, the Dick the, the the Dick Smith Wizard would be fun. The Sam Coupe would be fun. Someone mentioned. Those are all good choices, Bo. But at the end of the day, just from she- the sheer price point of it, well, this uh, is, it doesn't it, like what could you teleport in magically? Yeah, I mean, listen, I've already got a Vectrix, uh, so let's assume I can fix it. Um, so I would probably go for uh, one of the Neo Geos, just because I've never had one and I kind of always wanted one. But what about you? I'd really like to have a color vector monitor game like Major Havoc. Uh, probably major havoc or tempest That's, yeah. something like that yeah yeah um or star wars I think was, uh, star wars or uh or you know the star trek color vector monitor game would be cool to have too. Yeah, that that one has the seat the, the mm-hmm. captain's chair that was awesome good choice yeah yeah That's but i mean choice. i i'm sort of like you we've been lucky enough to acquire most of the most of the cool things that we wanted so I will say, if you ended up getting one of those, it should come with a guy to keep that color vector monitor working because yeah. those things break the second you breathe on them. And now they're you're, like a thousand years old. You're absolutely right. Uh, Flack asks, what's your favorite Summer Olympics event and which is your least favorite? Let's see. My favorite of the events, probably um, women's floor. I'm a big fan of that one. Mm-hmm. I've always been a gymnastics uh fan and so that one's right up there my least favorite would probably just be one of the swimming events there's so many and they just go back and forth and it just sort of they'll do it for me so what about you um i really like fencing i think yeah, fencing is one. cool they fixed it this year too so it was a lot um, more exciting but my favorite because i like a like my attention span is short so i like the old decathlon i like having a lot of events in one event yeah, that's a good one too. Um, and plus, I mean, you talk about real athletes. Yeah, those guys are real athletes. They can do it all. So you know, back when Bruce Jenner was a, a big stud at that. Listen, say what you will about Bruce Jenner twenty twenty one, but man, he was a double sized superhero in the states mm-hmm. back. And, and this Wheaties box, you'll recall, with him on the front, was like a staple. And I mean, I loved that guy, and I loved he was a great athlete. And you're right, those guys that do that, they're super duper athletes. Just love that. That's a good choice. Um. Oh, and which is your my least favorite is yeah swimming. I'm just like you. I hate swimming. Yeah, it's boring. Um, Our typer asks, do you remember your first living room TV set? Was it black and white or color? I remember mine. It was a black and white TV while I was in kindergarten. If you mean the first TV that I personally owned. No, you're, no, this is your first living room TV set. So like when you were a kid. When we when I was a kid, we had a color TV. Uh, but it went out uh, when I was a young. Uh, so I don't recall. There was a good spell where we had no TV uh, for a while. I'd say probably a year. 
uh, before we got done. But we've always had a color TV, but we had one of those classic like pieces of furniture style TVs, the big mm-hmm. wood number mm-hmm. uh, that Console had those big unit. knobs. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was, you know, if you'll recall the old TVs, and I don't know if you remember this boat, but it, you would have to let these suckers warm up. Oh, yeah. You hit the button and they'd come up, you know. But yeah, we did have a color TV. Now, in my room, I had one a TV at the skate arena, and it was a black and white portable TV. None of my friends had TVs in their room, so I felt like King Dong for a while for having this big, you know, this TV in my room. Um, my uh, my first my first TV that my family owned when I was, uh, you know, small that I remember was a I think it was a Zenith. And uh, it was a regular, I mean, wood. it was wood grain. It wasn't a console TV. We had one of those later, but it definitely had like a UHF dial and a VHF dial on it. My first TV that I personally owned that was my TV was it was a it was a it was a tower sort of thing. It had a cassette player on top, a top loading cassette player in the middle was a little TV, probably like like a four inch TV, black and white TV. And then on the bottom was a radio, like a tuner, you know, and that thing was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that thing was awesome. I used to watch, uh, you know, when they used to show Next Gen at like uh, 10 o'clock every night uh, on Fox. I used to watch that every night on that little black and white TV. Yeah, I used to. I've told you the tale of my little black and white TV. When we got cable in the house, they didn't have a cable hookup in my room. So I I electrical taped and duct taped a, a, a splice cable that I ran from another room to the antenna of my TV, and that worked. Wow. I was able to I was able to get like the first thirteen channels, but I needed to get the Fox Channel, Channel Eleven, which is before it was Fox, so I could watch the eleven thirty wrestling that was on. That's mm. why I did. What it, was so. it before it was Fox? Uh, it was WVAH. It was just an independent station. Oh, they just weren't independent anything. station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brock asks, "There's a story there. You won the TV at the skating arena. I did. That's a, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but yeah, no, you have haven't. A, I don't remember this. We have a skating arena down the we used to. It's it's yeah, funny. I it's think a now it's a, now. yeah, it's a church. Yeah. But my God, for years and years, this was a skating arena. They had pinball machines and video games, and they ran contests occasionally uh, to the people that came in. And they would give stuff away. And one night I was there, and they gave away a portable black and white TV. I remember, I, I believe the case of the TV was yellow, I think. It's been so long. I didn't really pay attention to the case. It's either yellow or white. And uh, somehow I won. I won the ticket. So I remember how p- proud I was of uh, winning this TV. And I took it home, and, my, and, and I showed my dad, you know, and he picked me up. And I was like, look, I won this TV. And he's like, okay. We cleared a space in my room and set it up. And, uh, man, I remember just I, sitting back in my bed and watching this TV. And it was like a miracle. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to explain what that meant in those days. Like, this was a miracle. This was something your parents could never have afforded to buy you. This was a big deal, you know, because we weren't rich. And so I had this thing forever. And it never stopped working. I ultimately just get, got rid of it because black and white TVs were long dead at the time. Mm-hmm. I wish I kept it. But it was a good little TV, and it made me feel very important, and I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Buck Owens uh, asks, what event would you add to the Olympic Games? Oh, man. You know, they, it's funny. They 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 get rid of events all the time, or they events come and go uh, that uh, I think would be interesting. I would love to see an MMA event, if you want mm-hmm. the truth, an amateur MMA. That, that will never happen, though. You saw what happened with karate. Well, they've got boxing. I no, mean, but I... I mean, MMA, you've got to knock the guy out. No, you like don't. They... That's not true. 
I, I would even settle for gra world class gra gi grappling. Would be fine. Okay, that's probably uh, got like a better a shot. Style, but I mean, ultimately, the punching in the face, the kick in the face, is not always how an MMA fight ends because the art of grappling. And my son being a jujitsu guy makes me. I could also live with a really uh, old school. I don't want it to be limited to jujitsu, but a grappling tournament, a submission grappling yeah. tournament. I think. Yeah, I think as long as you limit it to submissions, then yeah. you're, you're okay. Because when you've got karate and judo, I'm not gonna listen. I don't want to. I don't want to badmouth anybody's martial arts style, but like jujitsu is a whole different kettle of fish, and really, in a lot of ways, it's a, a more spectacular art uh i think but well, you also that's, have that's events that are going to last longer so you would have to have a criteria to judge them uh, in a quicker time period and i think that's probably one of the reasons they don't have it um i would like to see just a feats of strength type event where like all like a world strongest man type thing isn't that weightlifting isn't that what that no, is no no i want to see like like you know fire engine pulling that sort of thing with the teeth um yeah all the stuff that lou ferrigno used to do i want to see in the olympics yeah you, know, you did you ever watch this world strongest man show yes i've seen all of them a million times and you, you saw the one where the guy broke it violently broke his leg while lifting the refrigerator right <laughs> the little italian guy you know and he was very calm as he said he's like well because i believe my a compound breakage of my lower femur i'm like you're a tough man yeah. He had no soul to the fact that he broke his leg like this. <laughs> That's the problem with those events. People got physically mauled in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Flack says, if the two of you entered a rally race, who would drive and who would be the navigator? You don't want me to navigate. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a great driver, but I am not a good navigator. Well, I guess they. I think that neither of us we would end up in a fiery crash. I can tell you that. Because <laughs> I'd be, be just like, like the Atari game. We yeah, just come rolling like, out. Ah. Right, right, right. And I mean, oh no, left at the last minute. And that show we watched to, to prep for that show, to prep for that amigos. That I learned a lot about how I should never do that because yeah. we would all be dead. And that guy, that real pissed off grumpy pro that was with that dude, he, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't yeah. handle that. No. So, yeah, I guess we would. I don't know what we would do, but it would end poorly. Uh, let's see. Duncan Styles asks, should games be fun or should they be a challenge? Fun. Absolutely. If it's not fun, what are we doing here? Yeah, fun. Yeah. Well, I think that it's possible to do both. I mean, in an ideal world, you'd the the fun comes from the challenge, but the 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 challenge has to be such that it you know it it allows you to ramp up and enjoy the experience. Uh, it's the classic easy to learn, hard to master thing. So Tetris, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and Duncan also asks, which was the game, the last game that you quit? Let me read that again. Which was the last game you quit when they went from being fun? to too much of a challenge. That's like every game that we played that came out of Europe. I was going to say, I, we just played one, and it yeah. was it was on the Pajama show Rama. we recorded earlier, Pajama Rama. I played it. Like we've, I mean, it's funny, and we can talk about that. We recorded multiple shows, and we so we were prepping many games at once. One mm. of them was Star Wars Jedi Battles, for example, or, Jet, or Death Star Battle. One of them was Pajama Rama. One was Mud Pies, okay? Mud Pies and Star Wars straightforward games with a straightforward uh, goal 
it was a bang bang operation. Now, are these going to give you uh, eternal gameplay fun? No, but they were easy to understand. The goals were straightforward. Okay, and this is where a game like Pajama Rama that requires more attention, a, a notepad, and some and some clever thinking. And I, I don't have the time, inclination, or the patience for notepads and clever thinking. So it makes it harder for me now. There's a time where a game like that I would enjoy it a lot more than I do now just because I'm so pressed. Uh, and I don't have the patience to get the old notepad out. Like well, and again, I, I think that, it, again, it comes down to what I was saying about having a learning curve. You know, where you start the game out and you allow players of almost any ability to have some degree of success. And then you gradually increase the level of difficulty. So the player is progressing. They feel like they're making progress and the challenges are becoming harder and harder, which adds to replay value. Yeah. That's the secret to good game design. Well, there you go, Boat. You missed your call on get into the game design, pal. Oh, yeah. They, they totally want me. 40-year-old middle school The Boat Band Simulation. The game. <laughs> you get bonus points if you can crawl up in a loft. Yeah, get bit by a bunch of spiders. <laughs> Put a sousaphone bell on your arm, like Robot Man. You ever do that? No, I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> uh, Super Deck Boy asks, "What's the best Bluetooth device, Wi or Wi-Fi network name you've ever seen?" Well, I never paid that much attention, to be honest with you. You're the kind of guy that always names their things wacky things, though. Well, ever my my network here is named Mud Mountain. Okay, why do you think that is, Boat? Well, it you came you, from Mud Mountain. But you named your place of residence a wacky name. I didn't name it that. It was muddy, and it was a mountain. It named itself. I just Listen, lived up you there. Took, you took great pride into telling people you lived on Mud Mountain. Oh, yeah. I was real proud for other, living in a one-room shack on the top of a muddy hill. That's what got me over with so, the ladies, too. Now you know why I want to go to the strip poker video game world. <laughs> You 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 don't, you've never named a um a, a Wi-Fi access point like a clever name. You know what? It's I am I'm not gonna lie. I can be a little wacky, okay. But when it comes to tech, like I'm not the least bit wacky. Like it doesn't to me. It's just like a functional thing, like a toaster. Like I never, for the most part, I just I, whatever I can remember. Is or you know just whatever comes like I for the longest time my computer was named CI fifty eight ninety five forty three A okay why because it was just a random thing that just that's what it was I didn't name, and I left it like that forever so I don't know why so no I don't really do wacky when it comes to the Wi Fi names so I don't do it the, it's it's the sort of thing because I hear especially in the Mac world maybe more so in the Mac world than in the PC world because they encourage you to treat your computer like a pet or you know like like something that's that's more than just this functional box so you always have people that name and it's also another thing too is that you know it's 2021 and windows still requires you to name your drive a letter and a colon and the mac has not been like that for a long long time so people would name their hard drives like lorraine and stuff like that yeah um it's a thing that I'd always thought, like, man, the next time I get a computer, I'm totally going to do that. And then I get a computer, and then I'd forget, and it would be called, you know, Desktop One or whatever. And then I'd say, well, that's next time. You know, the Chud is a big-time namer of stuff. Mm, like, okay. he, And he'll have, like, 4,000 drives, okay? And network ports, and every he's got crap everywhere. And so and he'll go through stuff. Like, he'll name them Planets or mm -hmm. or... 
he'll name them different, like a uh, horoscope, you know, that kind of astrology right. stuff. Yeah. He'll mm-hmm. name, he has, and he has his, he gives himself nicknames over and over. And he really, he buys into his own gimmick. I always joke with him. He had a computer that used to come back. You know, when your computer comes up, there was a lot of computers that you could program in BIOS, like an opening message. And his mm-hmm. said, kick it back, Inti. That was his thing because he was the because his nickname at the time was the integrator. And so oh, he always man. said, and I've never forgotten this thing. I remember going to his house and he's booting up his machine. I'm sitting there waiting and he goes, kick it back, Inti. And I go, what the hell was that? He goes, and he just looked at me and grinned, you know, Chad. Yeah. Uh, now, you know. it's easy to mock the Chud for yes. stuff like that. But I respect him. I respect him for doing it because it's wacky. And if I had more imagination, I'd do it too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I guess so. He, he's wacky, that's for sure. Um, let's see. Okay, if you had a personal helper robot for a day, what would you make it do? These questions are wacky. A personal helper robot, right? I suppose I'd have it smite my enemies, boat. I mean, <laughs> the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what a robot's for, right? I would have it violently smite my enemies. If a guy, in fact, even people I didn't know, but I, they looked shifty, I would have it smite them. You know, smiting is what I would mm. use it for. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would oh, ha- and lo- mowing my backyard. That too. Yeah, I would have mine. It's funny you just said that. I would have mine do all of the lawn work that I've put off for the past 10 years living in this house. What would Eep do? She might be able to take a day off. I don't know. She the the words day off and eat don't really they, they it's like it's incongruous to me. So, but uh, but yeah. Now there are all kinds of other things like maybe like organize all of my media and stuff like that, like my my Spectrum tape collection and stuff. But then I I'd be thinking because that's a boring job that like it seems like it would be good for a robot to do. But then you'd look back on your life and you'd think, I had a personal robot that would do anything I asked them to do. And I had them organize my ZX Spectrum tapes. That you seems know, like a wasted opportunity. Did you listen to Jack Flack's episode on Legos of, of You Don't Know Flack? By the way, check out You Don't Know Flack. Robo I haven't Com. heard that episode yet, no. So he did an episode on Legos. Now, I'm not a big Lego guy, but Flack makes everything interesting. So I listened yeah. to it. And at one point, he talks about this year-long odyssey he went on where he separated all of his Legos into colors. Mm. And he had 14 billion Legos. You know, Legos everywhere. And then ultimately, at the end of the day, he took all these bags and bags of Legos and just dumped them all back into a big tote and stuck them (laughs) somewhere. And so if you did your tapes, that's the way I picture the thing with the tapes going. Mm -hmm. You When when the push came to shove and you were time to store the tapes or move the tapes, all that organization wouldn't mean crap. And you would just put all that crap in a big pile. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, it's it's, it's just like um, my it's funny you mentioned that the, the thing that came crashing down, I'm in the midst of scanning um, 800 to 1,000 35 millimeter slides right now oh, as man. part of this, this side, side hustle gig. that I've got side going gig. on. Yeah. And uh, this, the, the guy that I'm, I'm doing these for, he has this system, right, of numbering. Like it's like EF6247LA. And he tried to explain it to me. And he was like, I had this system and this is what all these things mean. But by the time he got to the end, he was like, I, I just really have no idea what that's for. And the point <laughs> is, is that you can devise the system. But he said, I haven't looked at these slides since I took them. And this is dated June 1964. <laughs> so <laughs> call that man, get him a robot stat. Yeah. Yeah. So 
there you go. Wow. Um, so let's see here. Um, okay, how about this one? This was from Super Tech Boy. He says, what video game would you love to see made into a movie? Well, I'm going to go back to the Samantha Fox. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, let me think here for a minute. Video game I'd like to see made into a film. Yeah. Do you have? Does anything leap to your into your mind? Katamari Damacy. What? Yeah. Call David Lynch up for that one. <laughs> That'd be a whack fest. It Holy would be a whack smokes, fest. man. Uh, I, listen, I could take the easy way out and say Neuromancer because that. But I mean, that's not. Did fair. they never make a Neuromancer movie? They never have. Wow. And they'll botch it when they do, Bode. I'm sure they will. I'm sure it's So coming. I'm going to think outside the Bizox here. Uh, movie based on a video game, because there's so many. Dragon's Lair comes to mind. That's another one. That they, they've had a script for forever, but they never made. And they would botch that, too. So I'm going to go in a completely different direction here. Um, how about a game like Syndicate? That would be a great game uh, movie. Uh, with you took the plot of Syndicate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'd yeah. be a lot of fun uh, to to see made into a film. Now, I wasn't great at that game, but uh, it I do uh, recognize the awesomeness of it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I do. I will say, <laughs> Mitsuyama says deluxe paint the movie. That's, That's HGTV right there. <laughs> <laughs> what a name! But I'm gonna go with that one, Bo. There you go. All right. All right. All right. So, um, and finally, <laughs> super. This is not finally. Super Tech Boy's got more. He says, "How many marshmallows can you fit inside your mouth?" Interesting question. I think I know the origins of this question. However, uh, my answer to this would be uh, one, because then I eat it. I don't go around just stuffing crap into my face randomly and seeing how much I can store. I'm not a mm-hmm. freaky chipmunk, so that's I'm, that's my answer. I think I could fit four. You could fit more than that, Boat. I've well, seen are we talking jaws. about like full size marshmallows or like the little ones? The full size with four? But you know, yeah. marshmallows will actually smush when you put yeah, them in I your mouth. I just don't want to choke, you know. Concerned for my well being. What a weird question. You're a weird guy, Super Tech Boy. And Super Tech Boy rounds up his round of questions by saying, What game do you think had absolutely amazing box art, but the game itself was a total dud? And it's funny, we never really look at the box art on most of the games we cover. Do you have a thought on that? Um, well, sure we do. We look at the box art literally every game well, I mean, we play. I mean, ne- we never consider it. How about that? I never do, anyway. I, just, like, I, I do. I'm there. a big box art guy. You consider it? Yeah. Um, Tulip for the PS2 has uh, some of the worst box art ever. And is it, well, it's really not a great game. But I'm going to go with Tulip for the PS2. What is that about? Oh, wait a minute. No, that's the other way around. I've already I, I've already messed up the question. This is absolutely amazing box art, but the game itself is a total dud. Yeah. That's every Psygnosis game. Shadow of the Beast. Now, listen. You're, that's out of bounds. Although, I'm going to agree with you on this one. That did have... <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, that. But I, I'd have to... get. I'm going to come back to that one. I'll answer it. Because I have to look at some box art to make a decision. But, yeah. I mean, and that one, it just had to be a misfire from Psygnosis. Uh, Dave Velociraptor asks, if you could live in any country of the world, why would it be Scotland? <clears throat> Kilts look comfortable. I'd say it would be a part of that. Um, I like a red-headed lass. I'm down with that. I like whiskey. All right. Um, 
I, I love the accent. It's outstanding. And I think I would mesh well in Scotland because to me, the Scottish folk come across as easygoing and fun-loving, but can also be harsh and brutal uh, given the correct environment. And I'm the exact same way. So there you go. Yeah, all those are good answers. I, too, am a big fan of the Scotch. Um, and uh, I like Belle and Sebastian. Um, what else do I... Oh, my favorite uh, biblical scriptural commentary uh, guy is a guy from the uh, University of Glasgow, William Barclay. He's Scottish. Uh-huh. Um, what else do I got? Kilts. Yeah, mm-hmm. they look comfortable. I'm with they you. They do, yeah. Yeah. Why can't we get some of that action? I don't know. I wish kilts would have taken off here. And they they really haven't. There's yeah. some goofs that wear them, but when you see them, you know they're geeks. That's the problem yeah, in America. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know that that LARPing is not far behind. <laughs> I didn't have to even say nothing. That's it. David Hearn. He's a writer. He says flashback or another world on Amiga. Which one or why and why? I liked another world better. But I think Flashback is probably a better game. I just didn't get on with it that well. I think Another World is... Uh, it's complicated enough, but it's not too complicated. And I like it. I'm not good at it, by the way. I think we've established that over the years, Boat. I'm not good at either one of these. Listen, so, I hate both of these games, and I'll tell you why. Because every time we play it and I put a video up and I'm struggling, people are like, you just need to be better at the game, man. You're just terrible. That's true. Yeah. They're yeah. right. But here's the thing, like, I don't play games to, like, be punished that way. This is the classic example of Euro nonsense. Oh, it's, it's here all we go. Flash. Don't bury the Euros because you it's suck. It's all Flash and no substance. Freaking That's not Delphine. True. You want to talk about a, a game publisher that needs to die, Delphine. Oh, no, Awful. no. Incorrect. I think you're, first of all, you're uh, speaking at your Heineken there. And secondly, don't badmouth Delphine because of your crappery. Those are good games. Just because you're not good at it doesn't it's not their fault, pal. They're not gonna dumb the games down for a dipstick. They're making these people these are for sophisticated players, man. David Hearn also asks, what game, any platform were you so obsessed with that real life had to wait? Uh EverQuest. EverQuest. Let me say that one more time. EverQuest. I was sick over EverQuest. I literally based my life. The, when I woke up and when I went to bed, when I, I would wake up in the middle of the night so I could catch an auction for a freaking pair of boots like an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I played the heck out of that game. Never have I been more obsessed with a game, Boat. Yeah, for me, I mean, I didn't, in my sort of like the years where you can do that sort of thing, I really wasn't that into gaming. I didn't really get obsessed with the game until Hearthstone came out, which was like not that long ago. Is but that then, the one you made the video on? I don't know. It's a card game made by the creators of World of Warcraft. But is that the one where you made the video on the thing that you put all the cards in? Oh no, no, that's that's Gloomhaven. Okay, that was a, that was a, that was a huge waste of money because we played it three times and it was like two hundred and fifty dollars. Was there like four million things? That you yeah, could put there up? were four million things. But Hearthstone, because you could play it on the phone. You know, and it was addictive. You know, it's it's one of these card, you know, games. And so that was that was the game. And I had it was the it's the only game I physically had to uninstall because it was just like the its grip on me was so great. Wow. What about yeah. Magic the Gathering? You played that, didn't that you? That wasn't on your that wasn't on the computer. You yeah, know, but they've you got a computer version where yeah, they deal the cards. Yeah. Your boy 
the the crabs. He's yeah. all open that. He's all over that. Yeah. I'm 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 less. You there. need to join him in there. Get obsessed I, again, boat. No, that's you the need last. a. The thing is, you need a new hobby. Get in it there is. Quickly. I am. I've been looking around for for new things. Don't think I haven't. Uh, Star Trek models. I think maybe my next my next. I didn't thing. know you were a big Trek guy. Oh yeah, I I love Trek and like I've been. I'm on the Star Trek modelers Facebook page. They got a Facebook page for that. Oh my gosh! You now when you say believe. Star Trek modeling, do you, are you going to wear the suit and no. then strike a voluptuous pose? Maybe. Um, but <sighs> I also but I'd also put together. Uh, models of like the Enterprise D and stuff. It may, oh, be, lame, it may be coming. Lame, may geeky be coming. modeling. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Treyguard asks, are there any celebrities or personalities that you watched as a child that you could say influenced the person you are today? What Mr. about you? Wrestling 2, right? Listen. 2! Um, the man I am today, who influenced me? I had to sit there and I had to ponder that for a minute. I would say, in terms of the way I look at stuff, uh, Ray Bradbury was a big. I was a real big fan. I know you're going to think, "Oh, what a geek!" But I mean, it's true. I wouldn't call and him I a celebrity show, or a personality, though. Are you kidding me, Ray Bradbury? Didn't he's he just a, he's write both. Fahrenheit 451 and then no, he, he died? Bunch of... Listen, boat. I don't want to have to get up and come over to your house. To beat you down for Batman and Ray Bradbury. So I'm not Wait, going to do seriously, was but he yes. actually on a TV show? Yes, Ray Bradbury. The, yes, he had a show that ran for decades. I've never heard of it. Okay, anyway, Ray Bradbury was a big influence on me. Uh, I, I'll tell you another guy who was a big influence on me that was a star, just because I liked I liked his shows and I liked him was Leonard Nimoy. Speaking of Star Trek, because he came off of doing. The Spock character, which I thought was awesome. And I really, I, I've always tried to base my life around the principle of trying to do the logical thing. Okay? I know this sounds ludicrous. Even I feel like a big geek, <laughs> but it's true. I thought to myself when I watched that show as a kid, I'm like, listen, this guy's on to something. Try to think about what you're doing, dummy. You know? Mm -hmm. And so now I don't always do the logical thing, but it's something that's in my mind. So I would say Leonard Nimoy. And then he did In Search Of, which is another great show. That introduced all these interesting conundrums and questions about different historical facts and, and aliens, Bigfoot, and also. But I really was into that, so I'd put him on the list too. What about you? While you've been talking, I've of course been listening intently, but I've also been um, ignoring, thinking about the answer. And I mean, does David the Gnome count? I didn't really watch like a lot of things that w had much I don't know who that is. growing up. He was played by Tom Bosley. I know who that is. He was on yeah. uh, Happy Days. Right. Yeah. I didn't watch anything like you were watching. Um, I never watched, um, like, my dad was a big fan of Connections. Did you ever see that show before? It was, it was a PBS Love thing. Love Connection? I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, things that were sort of high art. Like Are you one of those kids that didn't watch TV, but when they did, it was PBS or Nickelodeon? Like no, I watched nothing but straight trash on TV, like growing right. up. But and you just so didn't I, get in any of the characters per se. Well, I, I did, but it's like, how does like you know Scrooge McDuck influence my life to this day? Well, I mean, just like I, know, I was thinking, another guy was the Lone Ranger or Zorro. Those guys that were like fighting for good. That was right. instilled in a kid. I guess, like, you yeah, know. I mean, I guess you could probably Andy Griffith. Because he always sort of did the right thing. That Wait, Hick what? Sheriff? <laughs> That's who you're going to say? <laughs> He's not what I would call a hero, though. Andy Griffith? He talked about fishing and making pies. 
That's now what... you're trolling. Now you're trolling. Go ahead. I never liked that show. I'm I not going to lie to you. I was lots a Don of people don't fan. like that show. Yeah. Um, but I, seriously, it's a straight shoot. I didn't know that Ray Bradbury did anything other than write Fahrenheit 451. I just, I didn't you heard know that the he Martian Chronicles. Yeah, I guess I've heard of that, but I didn't know he I was sing on the body TV. electric. Nothing. I sing the body electric. That was look, Olivia Newton, John. Look into him. Just look into him, boat. Um, Treyguard asks, given the many computers and consoles you've had a look at, are there any that you'd like to see new games developed for much in the same way as has already happened? Amstrad. I love that. Uh, that's one that I enjoy seeing new games come out for just because of the untapped potential. The Jaguar, or Jaguar, as we call it here in the States, mm-hmm. the Jaguar. Uh, that's another system that just got screwed because no one knew what they were doing. They just took the easiest path. And so it's games. The 3DO is untapped. I think there's a lot of potential in that one. Uh, it's not Jaguar a little potential, but I think that'd be another one that would be a good one. It does my heart good to see the Vectrix getting jacked up. They've just made this new uh, Vector version of Warblade, uh, Vector Blade, which is that's great because that's a great game from uh, uh, Vig Doll, the same guy that did Deluxe Galaga. So I'm glad to see that uh, that his stuff is is still coming forward and having new versions put out because he was such a genius. So I would say those. I mean, I named I named several there, but the Jag would be near the top just because that game system. Got it, it, the game library for it is crap. You know this boat; it's no good, and so it needs to have good games. I would love to see a killer game come out for the Jag. Yeah, um, but you got to look at where we are right now, and where we are right now, there's only one player in town, and that's the Amstrad. There's nothing going on in the scene in the retro scene right now that can approach the quality of the games that are coming out for that machine. I wish that every scene had stuff that looked like that racing demo, like the pinball dreams, all that sort of stuff. Um, that game I played with Brent a couple of months ago was right, really good. Right. Yeah. So the Amstrad, I would love to see, for example, like the Atari eight bits, get a computer game that yeah. looked anything like that. And I'm sure that, you know, there are reasons why that hasn't happened, but uh, I mean, even the spectrum, remember when we played drift on the spectrum, how impressive that was. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I will yeah. say that if it's a shame that every system can't get the love that the C64 does, uh, we played that Shadow Over Hawks Mill a couple months ago on ARG. What a game. I mean, just the, the undertaking. It's straight up an NES game, Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 it's quite a, a, an undertaking graphically. The sound, the, it's just a... a, a and the, the, they're getting all those great shooters that are coming out for it. So, I mean, that's sort of the benchmark for homebrew would be the C64. I would love to see that sort of thing come out on, the, uh, on stuff like the Amstrad and the Jag. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Mitsuyama asks an interesting question. He says, which NFL team has the best uniforms? Well, up until a couple years ago, I would have said the uh, Washington Redskins. I yeah. love their helmet. It was beautiful. And mm-hmm. they had a unique color scheme. That Listen, was, it there's was nothing. There's nothing that looks better than when, when they played in the maroon and the yellow. With Absolutely. the highlights, the, the the white and the black highlights. And you know, Nothing I better. hate them as a team because right. I'm a right. Cowboys fan, but I call them like I see them, yeah. yeah. And it's a shame. I wish they could have struck a, a, a bargain or a deal or made some sort of peace with someone like the, like the Florida State Seminoles did, mm-hmm. where the tribe actually is behind the team. Right. It would have been nice if the Skins could have done that because, of course, 
uh, this is 2021, and so everything is no good. And so they had to change their name, and they had to do all this crap. And it's a shame that they – I don't know what their name is now. Do they have a name? Well, they're going to be the Washington football team again this Dude, year. that name sucks. That's not even a name. And so, But it's a shame that they got rid of those beautiful helmets because, to me, that was a tribute as much as it was anything. Now, the name, they could have done something else, and, and maybe I, I would like to see the Native Americans glorified as right. a mascot, as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, something I didn't like. You know, listen, I'm not an ogre. I understand the way things have gone. But that was a beautiful helmet, and I thought the picture on it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that that's all taboo now. Uh, it's well, the way it all they, they, they can do one of two things. One of two things. They can change the name and become the Washington Warriors and keep Which would have been the, the guy perfect. on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... They could have kept the uniform, ditched the name, or kept the uniform, kept the name, and put a potato on the side. Well, that would have been bad. What I, like I said, if I would have loved to have seen them with some outreach. You know, this is another example of where you've got people that are stubborn and dumb, and they don't, they can't see the writing on the wall, and they can't. If you would have made an effort here, people would have been they would have been happy that you made an effort. And I think the Native American side of it, they probably would have been able to like work with some people to strike, to come with a happy medium to glorify the Native Americans. Listen, I don't know what people in other parts of the world think, but here in West Virginia, especially, we love, we love the Native Americans. It's a mm-hmm. tragedy the way things went down, uh, uh, you know, when we first founded the country. But I mean, my God, what can we do? What we what we can do is not glorify the stupid side of it. What we can do is lift those people up to give them uh, praise, to put them in positions where they are looked upon with in a glorious way. Right. And uh, uh, that was that was a step that was missed by the Washington Redskins, and ultimately it's cost them, uh, and uh, it's cost us all, I think, to a certain degree. Good, good answer. I agree. Graham W. Bebke writes, would you change anything about your life if science found a way to make humans live for hundreds of years? That depends on like how that would work. Like if we were like dwarfs and we would slowly age over hundreds of years, what would you wouldn't have to change anything, right? Because you'd be I mean, unless you like if things killed you at a normal rate, like I probably wouldn't smoke, you know, maybe something like that, or wouldn't be a heavy drinker. But I mean, if you're gonna live hundreds of years, you wouldn't have to change that much. Yeah, it it depends on if you're going to age at the same rate. Like if you end up old and decrepit at 300 versus old and decrepit at 80. Right. Well, I mean, obviously tons of things about society would have to change. But in yeah. terms of the way that you look, I mean, I would definitely go back to school. I would definitely learn like I would definitely yes. learn as much as I could. I would go to law school. I would do whatever I because you have all the time in the world. You know, you've got all the time in the world to learn whatever you want to learn. That's quite a brilliant uh, statement, Bo. You're right. That was I love that. Go back to school because really, we've we're in a program in the states where we go to school for 13 years uh, to graduate high school, and then theoretically you go back to college for four years, maybe six, uh, and maybe more on the on in certain areas, or you go to like a trade school for a couple years, and then you're out. And what that is, is it teaches you the basics of life. And then when you go to college, it teaches you the basics of what profession you're going to be in. And that's it. And you don't really get to delve into the the beautiful, uh, uh, seldom seen areas of life that 
don't apply to your native profession of what you've chosen, which is a tragedy. And I think if we had educational system that would run for, say, 20 years, Boat, or even 25 if we lived to 300, where you could delve into philosophy and really deeply dig into world history to where you could understand and have a more a better grasp of what had came before you and probably would live in a much better world. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, his second question is, now that the Amiga Mini is coming, are there any other systems such as a PC, Atari ST, that you think would also would hope also gets a Mini? There's only one, and I think you know what it is, don't you? What Beige needs a Box, Mini? DOS, Vectrix? Vectrix? That's the one, the Vectrix. Okay. That's a system that's unique. If you could make a ve- 3DO, are you kidding me, Picard? The Vectrix, if you could somehow pull it off, I mean, a proper vector screen, a small cut-down version, you would be into something because nothing else could replicate it, and there's nothing else like it. It would be awesome. I would love to see that boat. Yeah, I agree with you. That is the one. That is the only one left. That's the holy grail of those systems, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And his final question is, we talk a lot about games here, but excluding Deluxe Paint, I'm keen to know if there's any other productivity software you like to use on the Amiga. Nope. Yeah, and I'm iffy on Deluxe Paint. So Yeah, have you yeah. seen our paints? They're not good. <laughs> I mean, Directory Opus, when I have to, I use that. Uh, you know, I've never I've never willfully used a utility on the Amiga. I, yeah, I don't like I play games. Listen, I we don't pull it. We this is why we got rid of the hardware segment so many years <laughs> ago. We knew that was a mistake because we play games. We don't do any writing or painting. We suck. We're not talented. David Hearn writes, you can only play three Amiga games for the rest of your life. Which three would you pick and why? And he'd go with Damocles, Supercars 2, and Slam Ball. None of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know what two of those are. Um, I would go... Slam Ball, according to him, is the most brutal future sports management sim ever. I mean, Ooh. you know how we feel about management sims, Aaron. I would go with TV Sports Basketball uh, would be number one. I would say... Um, Stunt Car Racer would probably be number two. I'm taking things I could just play over and over and not want to jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would probably have to get something a little deeper in there that would have that would have some length. Um, as much as I love wings, I think I w- over the period of the rest of my natural life, I would get sick of it. So I'd probably have to pick some kind of arcade port. Um, let's. Oh, I, I would go with the Deluxe Galaga. How about that? Um. For me, I'd probably go Adam's Family, Worms. Um, by yourself? There's no by yourself in here. Why? Why? Oh, do you, I thought it was. I thought we were. That? I don't know. I, don't, I just assumed that. So yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Um, and I'd probably pick some crazy like Liberation Two game that's so mind-bogglingly complicated that I'd have something to do to figure out my time. Yeah, I thought about that myself. I thought about picking something like a. a, a, a dungeon master or or something like a uh, um, theme theme park or something but i didn't do it <laughs> yeah uh flack writes what is your favorite breakfast cereal of all time raisin bran with extra raisins that's my favorite one although i did i, I will say just and this is not me just being a geek i really liked pac-man cereal now it's the same as every other cereal that has those fake marshmallows in it but i used to love that i it was really good I like, um, my favorite of all time is uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I could eat that 
all day, every day. I love it. Um, now, like, I really like Captain Crunch, but it destroys the roof of your mouth, especially Captain Crunch Oops All Berries. That stuff was the bomb diggity. But, uh, but yeah, I can't eat it because it, it injures my, my upper mouth. Mm. Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, says, name as many things as you can that runs but don't have legs. Well, all computer programs would be up there. Every appliance? Clocks mm-hmm. uh, would be up there. Um, trains yeah. would be up there. Subways. Anything with a motor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. It's a weird Brutal question. Barracuda asks, pick three games that you think will be included in the second wave of game announcements for the A500 Mini. That is an interesting question. I'm going to go on the assumption they're not going to get any of the Sony stuff from Psygnosis. Right. Okay. Unlikely. So, uh, what are the glamour titles that are left out there on the Amiga that, that aren't, aren't a Psygnosis uh, joint that can be got? Uh, uh, and are not arcade clones, which I think that would say there would be less than a few of those. I, I wouldn't. I would be surprised. Now I can pick the ones I think should be on there, but they're not going to be on there. They've got to deal with Team Seventeen, so you could put Project X on there. Uh, that would be put, good. Clearly, that would be uh, that's something you could put on there. Um, you know, I'm assuming they're not going to put any Cinemaware stuff on their boat. But boy, why? Be, why? Why would you assume? Because they don't have, they haven't announced any. I, I'm not. I don't have any basis for this, mind you. If they don't, if they can get Cinemaware stuff on there, I would go right past the fit of the crown. Of course, I would put TV Sports Basketball on there, but that's not going to be a big seller. So I would absolutely put a game like Wings on there. Uh, I think that would be a great choice because it gives well, you a th- lot of gameplay. Well, this is not this is not what you want. It's what you. No, think. No, I would put that on there. I'm just talking about great Amiga games that are for. So people you think that, that they're going to go wings over Defender of the Crown? You think they're going to do that? No, I don't think that. Okay, that's what that's, you're answering a question that's not been asked. Well, listen, I can answer whatever I want, both. Okay, but, I, but do you want Defender Crown on this thing? Honestly, I well, just think if you're it's not going to answer the question. We should just move on. Oh, would you? What would you put on there, Smarty? Well, Defender of the Crown. Absolutely, because that is the marquee Amiga game. That's the game that launched a thousand ships. I would also put Alien Breed, the original Alien Breed, on there because that is another one of those top-notch titles in Shadow of the Beast. Because it's not about what games we think deserve to be on there. It's what are the marquee Amiga games that make all the lists the most influential Amiga games of all time. You know, if I... I mean, a lot of the things... I wouldn't say the games they picked already were the most influential of all time. And I'm if we're going to put a Cynosis games on there, here's my thing. If I'm going to buy this thing, and I know I'm breaking the rules here, I'm going to put a game on there that you can't play anywhere else that's awesome, okay? And I know you hated this game, but I think it would be a great game to put on there uh, and because of, it was never played anywhere else would be Walker. I thought that was a fun game. If we're going to, I think Cynosis, Walker would. I think Walker would be a great choice because yeah. that's a game that's very well liked in the Amiga community. It's unique, and yeah. like you said, you can't get it anywhere else. I would put Tur. I mean, I, listen. I think we both agree. Lionheart should be on there. It yeah. would be on. I Turrican, mean, that would be Lionheart, one. Turrican, Turrican two yeah. should be on there. So if we're going to pick things that aren't on there now, I would. Those are the ones I would pick. Yeah, Turrican two, Lionheart, and Walker. But mm-hmm. I mean, if they would call us, we would make this thing a million seller by giving them the proper advice, boat. 
Maybe they will. You never yeah, get know. Get hold of us. Come on, Cloanto. We love you guys. Give us some love over here. Jason Warrens asks, what movie do you feel is better than the book it's based off of? Not The Hobbit. I can tell you that. <laughs> movie that's better than the book. So I would have to have read the book that the movie was, ba that the movie was based on. Do you have a thought? No. I, 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 none. There are so I've many that seen, are I've worse never, than the yeah, book. Yeah, I've never seen a movie that was better than the book. I think... Oh, I got one. Okay. Um, you ever see a movie called Free Jack? No. It was based on a Philip K. Dick book. Mm. Uh, and the book was He wrote called... Blade Runner, right? Uh, he well he yeah or do Android stream of electric sheep yeah, he, or whatever. But this book is called Immortality Incorporated. It was what uh, uh, Free Jack was based on. By the way, Free Jack starring Mick Jagger. That should be your first indicator that you're in deep deep trouble. <laughs> and I believe it had Emilio Estevez. And anyway, this the book was uh, uh, intriguing, uh, dystopian future. Uh, very I've talked about it on the show multiple times. It's a great book. Anyway, mm -hmm. Free Jack was a disaster. All right, even with Sir Anthony Hopkins in it, it was a disaster. So I would say that game, that book was far, far better than the film mm. by leaps and bounds. The problem is, is that if I'm going to stick it out to the end of a book, I, I, I'm not one of these people that like suffers through a book. If I'm hating it, I'll stop reading it. Yeah. And then I normally don't see the movie because I was like, well, that book was horrible. So you'll stop so, reading a book dead in the middle when you lose interest. Absolutely. See, I would never do that because I've already invested. I would go through the book, finish it, and then hate the book. Like, I started reading The Dark Tower, the Stephen King novel. Oh, I read uh, that. And I read, like, halfway through the first book. I was like, I'm done with this. I know this is not for me. I got through the first couple of those. And then mm -hmm. you could see that this, I mean, even after the first, I'm like, oh, we're teetering here, King. Yeah. You know, and then it was like, off the edge, yeah. Now, Twilight Zone says Jaws, by a mile, the movie is better than the book. And that would be something I could see why it might be better to watch I've never the movie. read that. I didn't I've, even know yeah. it was a book. I had yeah. no idea. So that's interesting. Um, I could see maybe people might make the case for something like The Shining. You oh, know, I got it. when you yeah. have a marquee director like Kubrick, maybe he's adding extra things or whatever. I've got another one here. And okay. this was far better than the it was actually a short story. It was in the Bachman books, which was Stephen King's pen name, and it was uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Uh, in the in the book, I think it was called the Rita Hayworth Re Redemption, something like that. But it was far less fleshed out than the film. And the okay. film, of course, that's an all time great film. Yeah, I, I still think. need to watch that. I really oh, want to dude, see it. it's a, it's yeah. really a classic, and. The 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 uh, I read the Bachman books, which is a collection. I think it was four short stories. I think they all got made into films. Actually, now think about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and, that's, and that's that one was just, uh, just it was just another book. It was another one of the Bachman books that was in that collection. Short story. Of course, it was a short story, so you were not going to get as fleshed out as something like the Shawshank Redemption. That still counts, but, though. Still counts. Yeah, there you go, Buck. Buck knows. So yeah, that that's the one I would go with. Boat. I haven't read some of these other ones. That's. The biggest problem is I, I don't read like I used to, and so uh, I don't. I haven't got to keep up with what's being, being released literary, you know, book wise. Yeah, brutal barracuda says hot dog or burger. Hmm, that's a tough call. It's not I, for me. I could eat a hamburger almost every day of my life. Yeah, I would hot go dogs, with hamburgers. You really have to. Hot dogs are you can eat those once in a while, but you don't want to be around somebody eating hot dogs all the time. If you can go down to, the, I'll tell you, the, there are certain hot dogs, and they're usually sort of the ballpark that mm -hmm. are they're great. Like those yeah. are the best, and you know that boat. 
I was down at Schaefer's just yesterday, and I got one of these Western uh, bacon burgers. Have you had one of those mm-hmm. at Schaefer's, dude? Oh, yeah, those are good. Holy eat. smokes. That thing came straight from above. It was outstanding. I'm telling you, man, you set me up big time with that birthday gift. Hey, it's all about love. It's love, folks. I love that thing. Yeah. Da Crabs MTG asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to say no because open bun. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's I'm, it's got a weak claim for an open face sandwich, but yeah. it's definitely not a proper sandwich. Because the thing is, it's got a hinge, and right. that makes it different. So yeah, right. and I love hot dogs, and they would be up there with hammers, but you just can't do as much with a hot dog. And I don't want to hear these goose from Hillbilly Hot Dogs about all the crap they do. Those ain't hot dogs. Those no. are overpriced abominations. Yes, served yes. by goofs in a hideous environment <laughs> that I find insulting. By the way. <laughs> Flack says, did you own any character drinking glasses as a kid? <laughs> to all of them. Uh, yes, tons of those things. We had the Muppet the Muppet movie ones. We had the Looney Tune ones. Uh, we had all sorts of those drinking glasses. And still, I, and somewhere in the house here, I've got a huge crate full of those things that I'd planned on selling until I realized they weren't worth anything. And then I just put them in the box and <laughs> stuck them somewhere. So, yeah. But, yeah, I had tons of those things, man. We had the Looney. We had Looney Tunes glasses, and I believe that Dad said that they came from Long John Silver's, but I'm not sure about that. But we 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 grew up with the Looney Tunes glasses. We didn't have a whole lot of other character glasses, but we had those. That was a big deal back in the day. Mm-hmm. They did they did the Looney Tunes. We I think ours came from Dairy Queen. We had Looney Tunes. We had the Muppet movies. The Muppet Takes Manhattan. We had uh, the Rescuers. Had I remember they had glasses. I think I had some of those. Uh, with just a lot of them. Back, that was those collectible glasses were a were a big deal back in the day. But yeah, yeah, everybody had them. And I loved Flack. Did I think Flack did a whole? You don't know Flack on those. At least he's talked about them several yeah. times. So look, we got a guy from Russia in here, boat. Yeah, cool. Um, Brutal Barracuda asks if there was an Amiga version. This is a great question, by the way. If there was an Amiga version of a Super Smash Brothers style game, which iconic Amiga characters would you include in the roster? You gotta have a lemming in there, okay. You gotta have the caveman's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. The guy that whose girlfriend looked at him funny, J- Jim Powers. Jim Powers. He's got. He's got <laughs> I think Jim Powers' girlfriend should be a character. Both of them should be in there. Yes, absolutely. Ninja should be yep, in there. Ninja. Yep. Should be there. Shaq. You gotta have Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> should be in. There. That's another guy you gotta have. Yep. Uh, uh, Super Frog. He would have mm-hmm. to be in there. Zool. And Zool's yep. girlfriend's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a pretty. Is that her name? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's a pretty good roster right there. Right, just that's just right off the top of my head. You can put that's those great. guys in there. That's great. I can't improve on that. Now Brutal does say Rick Dangerous, a uh, soccer kid. Soccer, soccer kid's, a, good kid's one. a geek though. I never liked that guy. He says Lester Chaken. Do you know who that is? I don't. I, I don't, don't know either. Who that is. And then he he rounds it out with Simon the Sorcerer. Oh, Lionheart's so, yeah. got to be in there, of course. No, and Lionheart he has to walk. And, no, he has to act exactly like he does in the game. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> the Turrican guy's got to be in there. There's plenty of guys you can put in there. We can't just put geeks in there because our game would be nothing but geeks. <laughs> Amiga Cami informs us that Zoos is Z O O Z is Zool's Thank girlfriend. Thank you, Cami. Oh, we also got to have in uh, James Pond had to be in yeah, there. Yeah, James Pond will be great, especially yeah, gotta, in his Robocod suit. Yeah, yes, there's, a, <laughs> there's tons of great stuff in there. That'd be awesome. Oh, and Mitsuyama says Lester Chaikin is from another Now, world, he's too so. cool. You can't put... We're yeah. putting geeks in our game. That's what we want. The biggest geeks you can find. 
All right, Mitsuyama breaks it down, Aaron. Easy question. Cake or pie? I'm going to go with cake. All right. But the problem with cake, it's a lot like the hamburger thing. Pie is good, but you can only do so much with pie. Cake, you can put all kinds of crazy stuff in cake. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to go with cake, but I, I like them both. Uh, I'm going to go pie, 100%. I love pie. I love the filling in pie. What's your favorite uh, sort of pie there, Boat? Um, fruit filled. Uh-huh. I, I mean, apple is yeah. like, I know it's sort of the, 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 the standard, but there's something about fresh apple pie that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I also like lemon meringue pie. Oh, man. Like, that's yeah. good eating, isn't it? Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, key lime. Anything oh, yeah. with a little bit of zing in it, you know, a little tang. As long as it's not like a meat pie, one of these weird pies from the UK where they put a bunch of weird cretinuts. We like our pies like pastry type pies. That's what right. What meat up in that sucker? That's not no. a pie, man. No, no pot pie to that crap. No. Get that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Pajaco, 6502, Aaron. It's the last question. Oh, the Amigos. He says, I've tried plenty of import American candy, but what is the Amigos' favorite import candy from another country? Oh, man. Dude, we've had some pretty good candy sent over, too. Do you have a thought on that? Those cookies we got from from Graham were really Tim good. Tam. Yep, yeah, that's it. That's the question. Good. The mint, Tim the Tam. chocolate mint. Is that the yep. one you're thinking of? Well, the, I mean, I like all the flavors. I like just the double fudge. Tim Tam. Those 100%. chocolate, like, crunchy things we got from the UK were mm -hmm. good. Uh, we've got Those are like the koala shaped that things. The koalas were good. The mm -hmm. Cadbury stuff was good, mm -hmm. man. Um, oh god! But I'm going to go with the t that licorice is good. Graham is licorice or whatever. I'm yeah. still eating on the last batch of licorice <laughs> uh, that we got. It was, but it's real good. You know, it's funny. Back in the day, we used to get all kinds of candy and cookies and stuff, and we really were living large there for a while. And that well, those were all kinds of goodies. Yeah, uh, and it's I really that was listen. I appreciate everybody sending those because you know it was it's neat to like try these delicacies from other countries that you never even Dunder Salt as much as I buried that or or something like Vegemite and there's that or that Marmite or whatever that other mm -hmm. crap that they sent up here. Listen, it was hideous. Okay, but who was gonna in West Virginia is gonna try this stuff? We don't get access to this stuff, and right. it was neat to try it. It was a lot of fun. We got this orange chocolate stuff that was good, like these, I don't know if they were cookies, or I don't know what they were, they were good, I remember those. Uh, so yeah, I, it was all good, but I'm going to just default to those Tam Tams, I like the mint ones, you dip those in some milk, that's some good eating, vote. Absolutely, and that's going to do it for the August edition of Ask the Amigos. Thank you all so much to our Discord community. Thanks for sticking for, around. Yeah, for uh, for putting in those questions. We thank everybody that's watching us live in chat right now as we uh, barrel through to very, very late in the UK here on the Sunday evening. So thank you all so much, and we will see you next time. Until then, adios. adios.